Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. This is Dr. Jay Calvert and Dr. Millicent Ravello coming to you from the 90210 to talk to you about a couple of things. Yes, we are here today specifically to talk about implant removal because that's something we do. Implant removal has become Um, a thing. It's definitely become a thing. I don't exactly want to go into all of the reasons patients have their implants removed, but there are definitely people who decide they are just done with their implants. They don't want them in anymore for various reasons. Maybe they had them in for a time and a season of their life and they aren't in that time and season anymore. Maybe they've been having complications, maybe recurrent capsular contracture or they have a ruptured implant and they don't want to deal with them anymore. And they just, they want them out. They're done with the implants and they don't want to deal with them anymore. So the issue always becomes, what do you do after you've removed the implants? It's a big question because, you know, (laughs) here's the typical conversation. Well, I'd really like them to look like this once I get them out. Oh, yeah. mm. Yeah, well, those are breast implants. And when you take them out, they won't be there anymore. They won't be there anymore. They won't. They won't. The... Okay, so a couple things. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, <sighs> okay, I, yeah. I know. I know what you want. They look nice this way, but they want them out because they have other reasons that they want them well, out, not. which we're not getting into today. Not We've t- done it. Yes. But Those not, podcasts exist. Not today. Go back, scroll through, look and, back. You will find the reasons yes. that people have their implants removed. Not the topic of discussion today. Correct. This is what do you do about it? What do you do about it? And there are a couple of options that are available. First, don't take them out. (laughs) Number one, don't remove them. Number two, replace them. There you go. Number three, way lower. Number three, just leave them out. Take them out. That's it. Close up the holes. Go about your day. Leave them out. Let the breast settle. Let the breast settle. And that's, that's an option. That is mostly what I do, by the way. Do you know why? Can I get to number four? No. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Can I go through my list? No, I, I want to stop right. No, go ahead. Go number four. What's number four? Number four, you remove them and do a lift plus minus fat grafting. Okay, let's go through your list again. Then okay. that was a really nice list. Now that you, but I was really excited to talk about the breast snapping back. I know. There's okay, also we'll get to there's, it. there's also a number five. Can I say number five? <laughs> that's a lot of. That's a lot of options. A lot of options. Okay, go number go. Five. So number no, what's number one? Number one is... Take them out. <laughs> number one is don't take them out. Don't take them out. Number two is... <laughs> take them out and replace them. Number three. Number three, take them out, leave them out. Four. Number four, take them out, do a breast lift plus minus fat grafting. Number five, five do a staged uh, reduction of the implant. So if it's a saline implant, deflate it in the office. I know of some people that actually remove silicone implants in the office and then come back in a couple of weeks and decide what you want to do with the rest of the breast. So like a little staged, staged approach, a little staged approach. Cause this is the problem. The, whole, the reason that. we've gone through this whole list is because the inherent problem that comes with removing implants is that the breasts have the potential of looking very deflated and there's no better way to say it, but saggy, saggy deflated breasts. And usually if you've had breast implants in for a decent amount of time, the breast implant has thinned the skin. It's thinned the breast tissue. Oh, yeah. Or if concurrently, you ha- may have in the past 20 years since you had them placed, 
gained a lot of breast tissue. It's not uncommon for women to put implants in when they're in their 20s with B-cut breasts. Then they get older, they have kids, they go through menopause, and they get a lot of breast tissue. And now they're like D, double D, triple D breasts. So maybe you have way more breast tissue than you thought you had previously. That definitely happens. There's kind of an unknown, which is why if you have saline implants or if you can somehow do a little test implant removal, it's nice because you can see exactly what kind of breast you're left with. And in some patients, it's not very much. And in some patients, they're like, oh, they actually have a decent amount of breast tissue. So it's sometimes kind of hard to know exactly how much breast patients have. Or we can kind of tell, but the patients can't tell or can't conceptualize what will be left behind. So there's the question of how much breast tissue is left. There's the quality of the skin. And there's the fact that once the implants come down or come out, the nipples could be in a really low position. The whole breast could be saggy. And most importantly, there's a loss of superior pole volume. There's because loss of volume like all period, over the place. Yeah. <laughs> the superior pole volume is the volume that is at the top part of the breast. And there actually aren't that many people who have volume up there, like at baseline. A natural breast doesn't really have a lot of volume at the top of it unless you no. are 16 and have like nice sized breasts. Otherwise, a natural breast has not a lot of volume at the top and most of it sitting at the bottom and it kind of has this natural slope to it and that's what a natural breast looked like. But if you've had implants for 20 years, you are very used to having a lot of fullness up top and it can be very jarring to lose that. A hundred percent. I mean, that's the whole point. It's like you have to be prepared to have natural breasts. A natural breast. But, oh, but can't you do a lift? Ah, the lift. Go back to the Mastopexy podcast. Is a misnomer. It should be called like a nipple lift or an areola yeah, lift. it is. Exactly. a breast lift is not what actually happens. We do not have a surgical technique that can take the breast tissue that's sitting below your fold and hanging down and moving it to the top of your breast. That's just, it's not a thing. It doesn't exist. And it's never going to (laughs) happen. That's why you have to be prepared because fat grafting can only do so much also. Only do so much. It's nice. It's a nice adjuvant. But your breast is still going to look natural. It's still going to have less volume up top, and it's in no way, shape, or form going to look like your implants did. Well, I like your your five-option list, list, but I will tell you that the thing that I do the most mm-hmm. that I think most patients should have is to just take them out and see how things go. That is a good option. I do like that. The only problem is um, you may have to have a second surgery. That's right. You, you might not. You may have to. But you may have to. The caveat is if you have really big breasts. I think if you have large breasts and ptosis or, you know, low-lying nipples, it's not going to snap back to any degree. No, But no. medium-sized breasts, you know, that you know, aren't so, the nipples are in pretty good position already and they have a medium amount of breast tissue, those do really well. They do. And even really small breasts. As long as your nipples are more or less in a good position to start out with, and you don't have really large, saggy breasts at baseline, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, and I will agree with you that the uh, the saggy breasts need a mastopexy. Like, yeah. just do it out of the gates. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> like, if the nipples are hanging off the implants <laughs> and or looking at the ground... Those are not going to snap. Just back. saw one. Just saw one. 
and they like the implant was sitting where it should be. Right. But the breast tissue and the nipple have just fallen off. They've gone like they've stretched out yeah. and they're falling off the implant. So like they, it's there's called a, a waterfall deformity. Yes. Well, that's it's a waterfall deformity. And that person. You just ruined waterfalls. <laughs> I just want to say that. Sorry. Because I used to like waterfalls. <laughs> and now you're thinking of that now like sad nipple. <laughs> the waterfall. But it's, and it usually but it's hap- fixable. It happens usually in patients um, that have a lot of breast tissue. Right. It, and it then just falls in, off the breast. The they, and the implants have been in for a while. You know, it's not like something that happens like overnight. It, it does take some time, but certainly fixable. Certain, certainly can make it look nice. Mm-hmm. You can't make a breast with no implant look like a breast with an implant. I just want to go on record. I'm going to say it again. Yes. Once you take the implants out, the breast will not look like it has an implant in it. It just not won't. at all. It won't. And, I, and I'm like, oh, but can't you do this? Can't you? Nope. No, we really need an implant nope. for that. I know. You need an implant. No, nope, I mean, implants implant. look good. Yeah. They look nice. They feel nice. Yes, they have problems. I get all that. Yes, some people want to take out their implants. I get that. And that's fine. You just have to adjust... You have to be prepared. ...your expectations. Yes. And a lot of patients are fine with that. They're like, you know what? Like, I'm good. I'm happy. Like, whatever I got, I'm good with it. Some patients really struggle. Yeah, because with, they liked having their... It's and their very clothes much don't fit a the same way. identity yeah. and how they view themselves. Totally. I get all of that. And it can be hard to, like, adjust... You know what was such an integral part of your look to and something the, else, and the clothing issue is a big mm-hmm. deal. Like that, that changes. Yeah, you know, because I mean that's that's a big thing that happens when people get breast implants that balance their body. Like all of a sudden, their clothing options change, and they and they can pull different looks together that that I you know I think they feel look attractive. Yeah. So they're like, oh my god, this looks mm-hmm. great. You know, they just got they just got to change their look. I know things but, will look different, but it's hard hard to do that. You know, look at these baggy pants on me. What I if I if I got breast implants? All of a sudden, I have to, like, I'd probably have to like go to mediums or something. <laughs> you know, I couldn't have these baggy pants. It's true. You need some fancy pants then. <laughs> I do need some fancy pants, but it's true. It's like you're, when your body shape changes, your clothing options change. It changes your look, changes how you see yourself. It's reality, and so I don't take it lightly when somebody says i want to have my implants taken out i i always am supportive because i say look they were put in electively they can be removed electively i'm not here to champion one way or the other because i'm the plastic surgeon here to serve you and get you the goal that you're looking for however here are the things you need to understand and that's where i think those those sort of discussions are really important because all of a sudden like it's like you know I, i i've put them back in by the way a few patients yeah Took them out. I want them out, and then like two years later, they're like, "I can't deal with this. I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I need yeah. to. I need them back in. But at least they know. And so happy when they get them back. Yeah. Um. But you know, they that's been a trend lately. There's been a lot of reasons people want them out. Not here to discuss that. We've done it before. There are podcasts you can listen to about that. Not for or against. Just here for information. Yeah. To kind of put in your pipe and smoke it. You know, like just kind of chew on it a little bit. Right. What else? What else on these uh, um, removals? The healing is pretty quick. The healing's, yeah, quick. Oh, okay. So here's an interesting story. Um, I don't know the, how pertinent it is to listeners, but maybe the other plastic surgeons will find it interesting. So here's a question for you, doctor. If you are removing implants, what do you do with the capsule? The capsule is the lining of the implant. So the implant, anytime you put a foreign body into the body, 
The body's natural response is to form a capsule around it, whether it's a breast implant, a knee implant, a hip implant. And usually in the breast, those capsules are very thin and filmy and, and not causing any problems. So what do you do when you go in to remove a breast implant? What do you do with the capsule? Well, it depends why I'm removing the breast implant. So if I'm removing it to just get it out, people are done with them, um, then I will assess the capsule. Mm-hmm. If it's thick, I'll remove probably the anterior portion of it, rough up the back part of it, and have it stick down. If it's thin and pliable and wispy, I'll rough it up with a bovie just so that it sticks, put yeah. a drain in, and that's it. If it's for you know some perceived disease state, then I'll do a capsulectomy. Yeah. Um, send it for pathologic examination, which is typically you know negative for any badness. Um, put it in a drain and, and close up. So it just depends on why I'm depends removing why doing the it. implant. I would say that I'm pretty similar with that as well. Um, if it's a super, super, super thin filming capsule, I'll do as much removal as I can. Usually it's pretty hard because it's so thin. I use, remove as much of the anterior as I can. With, that's the top part of the capsule. Rough up the back part. Just scratch, scratch it up with the bovie. Just so, again, those surfaces are raw and they stick. Put a drain in. If it's a capsule, a capsular contracture, I just take out the whole capsule. And that's, you know, my, my method. I did a lady two weeks ago who I suspect had capsular contracture. She went to our country neighbor to the south and had her implants removed. And according to her, after her implants were removed, they did not put drains in, but they did leave her incisions open so that she could just drain naturally through those incisions. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and according to her, she was pretty flat right afterwards on both sides. By the way, can't make this up. No, you cannot. And so she was pretty flat, pretty equal on both sides. But then after a few months, the right breast began to grow and grow and grow. So Shocking. now the right breast is looks like she has an implant in it. Nice. And the left breast does not. Filled with seroma fluid. So her doctor saw her and went, huh, sent her for an MRI. The MRI is read as a prepectoral <laughs> implant on the right side. So the MRI looked at her and said, she still has an implant on the right side. Oh, and there's still some schmutz on the left side. Right. Okay. So she comes to see me and I look at her and I'm like, okay, clearly you still have a capsule in there. You've built up some fluid. We've got to go in and do the right procedure for you, which is take all that out. While I'm there, I'll go in and see what's happening on the left side. So sure enough go to the operating room, I get in there, and her capsule is the nastiest thing I've ever seen. Mm. I poke into it, and this old brown stuff comes out. It looks like vomit. I I wish I had a video of it, because as soon as I popped into it and it came out, the whole OR went, ew! It's like like chorus of ew! Nice. (laughs) And I did what she should have had done the first time, which was removal of the capsule. It was so firm and crunchy. I know it looked like that two years ago when they went in there. Sure and they did. left it behind, and this is the problem that developed. It continued to produce fluid, and it made it even look like she had an actual implant in there. And then I went on the left side to see what was happening on that side. And she basically had the same thing on that side, but to a smaller degree. She had like a silver dollar-sized capsule filled with fluid that I, I took out. Put drains in and closed her incisions. Good call. (laughs) (laughs) So this is why, especially for a capsule that is very hard and thick, you have to remove that capsule because otherwise it can accumulate fluid and be a problem. 
And this is also I why... I think you've presented a new technique for me today. Oh, this is also why we put drains in. People ask, why do you have to put a drain in? Duh. This is why you put a drain. Because the body's response to trauma is to create fluid. Whenever there's trauma to tissues, it creates fluid. And if there's not a way for that fluid to exit the body... It's going to build up. Right. So just leave all the incisions open. Just leave open. all the incisions perfect. open. And Easy if enough. And if they close before the fluid uh, whatever. Eh. Who cares? Okay. Whatever. Not my problem anymore, they say. That's right. <laughs> Back you go. That's right. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yes. Hmm. So also refer you back to plastic surgery tourism <laughs> on that one. <laughs> that is just... You can't, you can't make you can't it up. Make these stories you can't, up. can't make nope. it up. But you know, these are the little things that I go about in my day and I'm like, huh, see something new every day. Wow. But that being said, if you want to have your implants out. Have at it. Have at it. Go to a board certified plastic <laughs> surgeon. By the preferably American on board. this side of the border. <laughs> I don't want to disparage our colleagues. I know. But that's know, just not. Just, but you see, that's the thing. Like, that's not right. That is not the standard of plastic surgery anywhere. Here, here it's not. Here it's not. It might be there. Maybe. You know, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. That's the thing. You can't, you can't judge. You have to just say, this is how we do it. You can't judge. You can't because it's like it's so different in other parts of the world. It's so, it's so different how they do everything. You know, right. it's like so different. Like I told you that I went to a country and did a rhinoplasty, and the guy said, oh, "I'll never see this patient again," and take their splint off and have at it. Like I, you like yeah. that, that's, and that's that was how it is. that's standard. And you know, this guy was doing six hundred rhinoplasty or six hundred operations a year, and probably two rhinoplasties because can't imagine they turned out really well. But you know, it's just like everybody's got a different way. But in, in our world, the pentaverate of choices that <laughs> Dr. Ravello uh, shared with us seems to be the way to go when it comes seems to implant to removal. Especially if you don't want complications. We don't, my patients don't want complications. I don't True. want complications. So I want happy patients. Do you know what the pentaverate refers to? No, I was, just, I was going with it. <laughs> so in a movie... By Mike Myers mm. from I think the eighties, maybe the nineties, probably the nineties. So I married an axe murderer. Mm-hmm. His mom likes to read the news, which is like a National Enquirer type mm-hmm. of thing. <laughs> They'd refer to the Pentaverit, which is five people that run everything in the world. Oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I forget who was in it, but like Colonel Sanders was one of the people. Oh, how was, funny! It was so funny. Anyway, so I thought I'd just throw that reference that, out there. The, the Pentaverate. Because some, somebody right now is going like, i got to watch that movie again. It's so funny. It is so funny. Anyway, uh, anything else about your Pentaverate of choices? No, I think we've wandered off topic <laughs> enough times, which means this is probably the end of our discussion on breast implant removal. <laughs> and it is. So this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, 
This is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at ravelloplasticsurgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon. Bye.